Hi, this is Coach Colette, host of the Start Within podcast, and welcome to this week's episode of Financial Fridays. Well, it is February, the month when the U.S. chooses to celebrate Black history, Black heritage, and Black culture, although we know that our history, heritage, and culture is not relegated to just one month. I have in the past, though, chosen to highlight the accomplishments and achievements of Black Americans during this month, as I do throughout the year. This episode, I am choosing to focus on Solomon Carter Fuller, the black psychiatrist who contributed to the growing clinical knowledge of Alzheimer's disease. This psychiatrist, researcher, and medical educator was born in 1872 in Monrovia, Liberia. His grandfather was a Virginia slave who bought his and his wife's freedom and moved to Norfolk, Virginia. His grandfather then emigrated to Liberia in 1852 to help establish a settlement of African-Americans. In 1889, Solomon migrated to the U.S. to attend Livingstone College in Salisbury, North Carolina. And he completed his medical degree at the Boston University School of Medicine in 1897. Fuller faced discrimination in the medical field in the form of unequal salaries and underemployment. He often performed autopsies, which was an unusual procedure for that time. But this allowed him to make discoveries to advance his career and contribute to the scientific and medical communities. One of his major contributions was to the growing clinical knowledge of Alzheimer's disease. He was one of five foreign students chosen by Alois Alzheimer to do research at the Royal Psychiatric Hospital at the University of Munich. He also helped to correctly diagnose and train others to correctly diagnose the side effects of syphilis to prevent black war veterans from getting misdiagnosed, discharged, and therefore being ineligible for military benefits. He trained young doctors at the Veterans Hospital in Tuskegee, Alabama, before the infamous syphilis experiments. Throughout much of his career, he was employed with Boston University School of Medicine, where he attained the highest position of associate professor. Solomon Carter Fuller died of diabetes in 1953 in Framingham, Massachusetts. In 1974, the Black Psychiatrists of America created the Solomon Carter Fuller Program for young Black aspiring psychiatrists to complete their residencies. The Solomon Carter Fuller Mental Health Center in Boston is also named after this pioneer in mental health. That's all for me for now. Get ready and listen up to today's tip from Suki Singh.
Hello everyone, this is Tuki Singh, aka Investing of the Investing Podcast with your weekly financial Friday tip. Are your finances organized? Now is the time to see and check up on see how your finances are organized. Is there a better way to do them? Are you on a budget? Is there other things you can do to organize them? With that said, that is your weekly financial Friday tip. And I'll speak to you soon. Have a great weekend and week. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Coach Colette. You may have felt like you just survived 2020. What would it be like to thrive in 2021? Notwithstanding the external forces over which you have no control, what would it be like to make even a small shift this year? Can you imagine what it will be like at the end of this year when you reflect on all that you have created? It is possible when you start within, and I'd like to help you do it. You can visit my website, startwithincoaching.com, and at the top, click Start Here to schedule your complimentary activation call. We can talk about what's going on in your life right now and where you'd like to be. So go to startwithincoaching.com, click Start Here, And let's start your journey within. Hey there, it's time for this week's Unplugged segment. I know that I have in the past said that this segment often tells on myself. And that's what I first thought when I was thinking of what to talk about today. And now I realize that it's really not telling on me, it's telling on us, our collective society. So let me start by saying that for all intents and purposes, I am a newbie to streaming. I really just cut the cable cord in the middle of last year. I had all sorts of plans of doing it sooner. But then, you know, as we say with everything, hashtag COVID, hashtag pandemic. So my watching habits are definitely different than probably yours or even lots of other people. I'm not always the first to hop on the bandwagon of the newest show. So I won't embarrass myself here and really tell on myself to let you know all of the shows that I have not watched. Yet I will say that I have spent time watching documentaries to learn about Black history, and that was not just because it's February. And so recently, I had an experience where I decided I was going to watch one of the somewhat more current shows just out of curiosity. And so the one I picked was Lupin on Netflix, the one about the gentleman burglar. And I was so intrigued because I must admit that I am a fan of the mystery, so-called whodunit, and even the spy genre of content. 
If you were to look at my streaming history, you would see other shows that I've been re-watching. Shows like Leverage or shows like White Collar because I enjoy that hunt, that mystery, that chase. So I was so excited to see that there was a Black lead in Lupin. And I was kind of proud of myself, right, that I was watching a current show. And I decided to hop on Twitter to see what the conversation was. And I thought, yeah, I could actually contribute to the conversation. I was about two episodes in. And then as I scrolled, there it was, the commentary. Where are all the Black women on Lupin? And then I thought, okay, wait, maybe I'm only two episodes in, maybe I missed them. And then I'm like, well, no, these people have already watched it. Obviously, they didn't miss them. And I could feel my heart sinking. And like I just said, the shows that I have been rewatching, like White Collar, like Leverage, yes, they do have black actors in them but they're not the lead. They're not the person who is fooling the authorities and getting away and pulling a fast one on, let's be honest, the wealthy community. And so I realized that on a personal level, I had been so excited by the black male lead that I didn't actually notice the absence of black female leads or co-leads. And before I started to beat up on myself about it, I realized that my whole life of watching content on TV, in the movies, has been an experience of extrapolating. And what do I mean by that? Meaning that I have spent my life doing the mental gymnastics of imagining myself in mostly the female lead in a piece, even if that actor was not a black actor. I just realized that's what I've always done. And it really does reinforce the point of representation. White people don't need to do those mental gymnastics for the most part, because they are represented in all forms of movies, TV, and yet I have been doing this, and it has become so much of a habit that it's unconscious to me. And this experience just brought that back to the forefront. And when I've been doing research for Libby, our mental health chatbot, I've been learning more and more about the impact on mental health and well-being of things like systemic racism and discrimination. And I was reading recently about the emotional tax on women of color in the workplace that more than half, whether you look at Black women, Asian women, Latinx women, Native American women, and biracial women, all feeling on guard in the workplace and feeling like that their efforts are being more closely watched and the impact that this has on our mental health and well-being. 
And the aha moment that I've had from this experience is that emotional tax isn't just confined to the workplace. We are doing it and experiencing it and feeling it all of the time. So for me right now, I'm very aware of this extrapolation when it comes to content in movies and on TV. And there are probably hundreds of other scenarios that I am not consciously aware of until they either happen or I have some kind of aha moment or revelation. I feel like that this is another one of the segments where I don't really have the quote answer, but I thought it would be relevant to share this experience. And I'm curious for you as a listener, what is your experience of this? Do you live with, or let me check that, are you aware of the emotional tax that you are living with? Because I'm going to presume that you are. And it's a matter of a level of awareness and a consciousness of it. And then to the next level, are you aware and conscious of how it is impacting your health and well-being? And then it's a matter of figuring out what is it that you can do to support yourself, to nourish yourself. All of the things that I talk about on this podcast and through the work that I do with coaching and healing and underlying the development of Libby, our mental health chat bot. I hope that this rant makes sense for you and hopefully it gives you some aha moments. Yes, I'll say that I'm open to suggestions for streaming content. I have watched Sylvie's Love and One Night in Miami, so I, I haven't completely been living under a rock. But if you do have suggestions, I'm open to those as well. Take care, be well, nourish yourself, love on yourself, and have a wonderful weekend. So what is your takeaway from this week's Financial Friday segment? What might you do differently around your money and your mindset? For more financial advice, you can check out Suki's podcast, Invest Sing, where I also share tips on his Wellness Wednesdays segment. If you enjoyed this episode and haven't already subscribed, you can do so on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. You can also connect with me on Instagram at coach underscore Colette for more inspiration on personal growth and wellness. Tune in next Friday for another episode and get ready to start within to finish strong. Thank you.